You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. You know that I feel like it's important to express yourself. You got to put your true self out there. And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do that. That's right. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know it doesn't get any more comfortable than the Croc clogs and sandals. They are just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit Crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Like, say I want to see what you're doing and who you're hanging with, and you're not posting about it on your story. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's weird. You do that? No, I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends, and then use that money to buy something at a store with Apple Pay. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Maybe. Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Loyalty should be earned, not expected. Bars. Bars. I like that one. The question is, can loyalty be regained? Ooh. Dead ass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. So it's story time, baby. Story time. I'm going to take y'all back to a very funny story. Oh, man. That's not funny to some people here. Some people here meaning me. Let me. Oh, it's <laughs> a traumatic story? Let me think about what this one could be. So, Give me the year. This was circa what? This is circa 2009. Okay, circa so 2009. All the way back. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Kadeen was in her makeup groove. I was. This was... She was freelance makeup artist on top of working at Montague at the time. Or was it Montague? Was, no, it was, you started at King's Plaza. Mm-hmm. You started King's at King's Plaza. Plaza. She's working at King's Plaza. Mac Cosmetics. Shout out to Mac. So we had just moved back from Canton, Michigan. Four bedroom home, full finished basement, 
uh, living room, dining room, foyer, Just space, driveway, everything. Mm-hmm. Kadeen decided that she wanted to move back to Brooklyn to be next to her family because she's really big on family. She didn't want to live in, in Michigan. Um, I had just got released. I said, let's live in Michigan because we have a home here. I have a name here in Michigan. I was working at the University of Michigan as a learning coordinator, so mm-hmm. I was making some money. I, was, I plans on building a business, but Kay was like, no, let's move back. So I was like, fine, we can move back. If this is what you want, baby, my fiance, wife-to-be, this is what we're going to do. So we moved back. And my grandmother's apartment was available. When I first got into the NFL, my grandmother had moved to Virginia and she had an apartment that was rent controlled. She had put me on a lease. I took over the payments. The, the payments were real low. I think at the time it was $900 mm-hmm. for that apartment. Y'all all seen us growing. Uh, three bedrooms, a foyer, living room, mm-hmm. dining room. Two bathrooms. Two bathrooms. a huge apartment. Every room in the apartment had a window, which is something you don't find in apartments nowadays, it was a corner apartment. So we moved back, but you forgot one key thing. What's the one key thing? It was old as fuck. So <laughs> okay. the apartment was mad old. My my grandparents <laughs> oh. had moved to Virginia. They hadn't lived in it for years. Uh, two of my friends had moved into the apartment in the interim while while I wasn't there, and they did not keep the apartment up. The apartment wasn't renovated. Um, it was just bad. It was it was all bad. So Kay was just like, "How come we can't just?" find a place in Canarsie where we grew up with the, the houses. I said, no, listen to me. All right, listen. This this place is going to go through gentrification. The Barclays Center is going to come here in about three or four years. Remember, this is 2009, three or four years. They just mm-hmm. broke ground on the Barclays Center. Everything's going to change. These apartments are going to turn to condos. And when they do, we're going to get an inside track and we can make some money off of it. So she was like, whatever, DeVal. But at the time, Crown Heights, where we lived, was crown it was crown heights crown heights okay um the street we lived around the corner from not gonna name the street was murderous row when we first he at sidebar (laughs) he didn't tell me that we were living around the corner from murderous row prior to there were um two murders on the the very street that we (laughs) lived the adjacent street two murders uh, like right before we moved there i'm not gonna tell her this because i had a plan and exactly. And when my mom was like, you're moving my daughter, where? 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 When, <laughs> when, when she put the H in front of the W, where? I knew she was concerned. But I said, I got Crown this. Crown Heights? We good. I got this. I'm like, oh, God. So we moved back to Crown Heights. Kadeen has to wake up in the morning and she has to go do a wedding, right? She has to do a wedding. And Kadeen and I had always had this conversation about her parking and leaving the lights on while she's looking for parking and just having her door open after she parks because at our apartment building, there were apartments everywhere. So people watch you as you park. The first night we stayed in the apartment, Kadeen goes down to get her, and I told this story before, she goes down to get her purse in the morning, right? And when she gets there, her purse is gone. They broke into the window, stole the purse. And from there, I told her like, yo, you can't leave stuff on the front of the the uh, car the, in the, the front the, car seat, I passenger seat. seat. It was the it was the floor of the front. She claims it was the floor. I think it was, it was the passenger the seat. I wouldn't just leave it back. So on I'm telling seat. you that to give you context. This night in particular, Kadeen and I get home and we both had cars. We're circling for parking, right? Kadeen finds a parking spot right on the edge of the corner, and I'm still circling. When I circle, Kadeen is taking her makeup bag. And putting it inside the car, she got two doors open, the trunk open, and the dome light is on. And she's taking this big bag from the trunk and putting it in the car. 
And I, I'm driving by and I'm like, hey, turn the light off, close the door, close the door. And she's like, what? What? Why? And I'm like, you can't have people watching you put stuff in your car and then go upstairs. She's like, don't worry about the valve. We had parked. We got there like one o'clock. In the morning. One o'clock in the morning. She had to be up at five. She said, I'm only going to be there for a little bit. So now the morning comes. She leaves. I'm laying there in the bed. My phone rings. Every time she goes downstairs <laughs> and my phone rings two minutes after she leaves, I know there's a problem. <laughs> She gets downstairs. My phone rings. It says, the boss on it. I say, what's up, baby? This is all I hear. Why? <laughs> Why the hell? Why? I said, what I happened, baby? What happened? You okay? Livid. They stole all my makeup. I yeah. said, all of it? She said, all my fucking makeup. Every piece, every brush, every foundation is gone. The whole bag is gone. I got a whole wedding. What am I supposed to do now? What am I supposed to do? Yo, Why? It's Columbus Why? Day. I had a wedding of 13 women to do. I had to be in Long Island by 6.30 a.m. So I um, okay. I remained calm. I said, um, can you go buy makeup? And she was like, I can't go buy all this makeup right now. It's Not fine. to mention the thousands of dollars worth of makeup that was Facts. gone at this point. Facts. So she goes, just, I'll figure it out. Hangs up the phone. Right? I'm like, damn, this is, this is all bad right now. She ends up calling one of her fellow makeup artists, mm -hmm. getting her brushes, getting, getting all the makeup done. Was able to make the money and come back home. She came back home, sat on my lap, and just sobbed a little bit and was just like, I can't believe this is where we are. But in that moment, she came back home and she looked at me. I realized like how loyal she was because she could have went and stayed with her parents. She could have went and did so many other things, but she decided to stick it out with me in probably the worst time of our lives collectively that we had been in at this point. Because we met in college, scholarships, NFL, money house to now having to figure stuff out and it was at that moment that i realized you know what this girl's loyal you got a rider bro i do ride or die there you go well we ain't dying. ride it ride or try we, we, we. <laughs> ride or try i need to ride and get some street smarts yeah because how you about was bugging that, on that. I, I was like what are you doing bro it's that private house life facts baby what up though this karaoke talk to me sing to you. me baby I said I'm geek, then I'm fired up. Hey, hey. All I want tonight is just get hot up. Girl, you look so good, it's to die for. For real, though? Ooh, that pussy good, <laughs> it's to die for. Woo! It's a secret society. Mm. Oh, we ask is trust. Ah. All we got is us. Ah. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Yeah. Mm. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Ah. How fitting was that? It's actually perfect. 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 And it was accurate. Yes. The lyrics. Yes, that pussy to die for. <laughs> I die for and I die for it too. You're gonna make me blush. I die for it too. You're gonna make me blush. Let me fix my leg. <laughs> <sighs> so talk to me. Bro. What was your thought process? Bro. First of all, I trusted you and whatever vision you had set for us, right? And you always have. And I always have from, from early. Yes. I want to say even from our very first conversation that we had mm -hmm. um, when, we, when we like met up 
mm-hmm. at Hofstra that one day when I had the event and we sat, I sat on your bed mm-hmm. and I ate that hero and we were talking, I always really just was like, man, this within minutes of meeting you, I knew that this was a dude with charisma. He knew what he wanted. He had somewhat of a plan to get there. Mm-hmm. So I always believed and knew that. I appreciate um, that. So in this this particular story, <laughs> you know, um, that moving back that we did, like you said, from the NFL having a place in Michigan to then having to start over yeah. again, it was never a thought in my mind to bail on you because mm-hmm. things then kind of took a turn for the worse. And I wouldn't even necessarily say the worse, but just coming from where we were in that place to then having to be back in Brooklyn, the recession hit, yeah. all of the investment monies that we had put aside, everything yeah. got lost. So there, there was the rebuilding that had to happen. Um, but I want to say that I always fully believed in you i fully believed in our vision that we had for ourselves together um collectively and also as individuals so it was really easy for me despite those moments of you Mm -hmm. know what i felt like was turmoil at the time i also felt like at the very end at least we had each other but it was never a thought for me to be like i gotta just find a way to do this on my own i'm like if we're gonna struggle we might as well struggle together you know so um i'm gonna disclose something to you that in front of everybody that a lot of people asked me at the time Mm -hmm. right if i own a house in michigan i have a name in michigan i had a job in michigan you had Mm -hmm. a job in michigan why would i allow your wanting to move back to brooklyn to uproot us Mm -hmm. and come back to brooklyn and start all over when i already had something in michigan Mm -hmm. and my thought process was i believed in us Mm -hmm. i believed in you because at this point it wasn't just about me carrying everything because I had carried everything for those three years. Mm-hmm. Now I knew I was going to have to rely on you while I rebuilt. And the same way you trusted me and, and, and you believed in me, I believed in you. Mm-hmm. So for me, it wasn't just about, okay, I got to leave my job here in Michigan and leave my home here in Michigan because the our mortgage in Michigan at the time was $1,400. And we were leaving this big home and a job where I was making more than enough money to cover the mortgage, and you were making money because you were working as uh, you were working at Mac. I was at Mac, yeah. Mac at the mall there Part-time, in Michigan. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I felt like we could re- we could build something in Michigan mm-hmm. faster than Brooklyn. Right. But I wanted you to be happy. I guess also because you know I never saying? saw Michigan as home either. I felt like I didn't if We were tra- we were at a transition point in our life, and I felt like all right, if we're gonna build a home base, we're looking to be married soon, possibly mm-hmm. have a child soon. I just wanted to go where the support was and the support was back in Brooklyn, you know, but I know you were kind of torn about that at the time. Like, should we go or should we not? Um, I was torn because um, financially Mm -hmm. it would have made so much more sense Mm -hmm. for us to stay in Michigan because after we left Michigan, I had to rent out the home Mm -hmm. and every month the home wasn't rented out. I would have had to pay, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And we were struggling financially because I had that home. I had the home in uh Tennessee mm-hmm. you know I had all of the car notes and everything so it was a big risk but like you said you trusted me and I trusted you and not for nothing that wasn't the very first time you ever showed loyalty to me I remember when um I separated my shoulder and you and I and this this is not really just loyalty but I separated my shoulder in college and I had to sleep sitting up to prepare mm-hmm. for next week and you came out and you sat up with me and slept up with me Mm-hmm. And this was before the whole NFL, because a lot of people think, oh, it's easy for Kadeen to say I'm, I'm loyal to DeVal because he was going to the NFL. Mm-hmm. I was a 156-pound <laughs> wide receiver at Hofstra University. I was not a 6'5", 230-pound receiver at Alabama with a first-round grade. Mm-hmm. So when someone does that for you, it's not like, 
oh, I can see the first round glitz and glamour. I had never even talked to you about being no. an NFL great. It was just about I can get to a practice squad. It was a maybe. means to an end. It was a means to an I end. I feel so. like in the very beginning when we met, you never spoke about the NFL? NFL. That was never like in the topic never. of the conversation. It kind of just happened. I think when, once your junior year hit, maybe it was yeah. like, okay, maybe I could it was an opportunity. do this and get a little nest egg yeah. to start things off. But it wasn't. And it wasn't even like I was going to play five years and make millions. It was I can make a practice squad. At the time, you could only be in a practice squad two years. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if I could make $100,000 in four months and then repeat it $100,000 in four months, then we'll be good. But um, yeah, like. To me, loyalty is earned over time, right? So many people talk about loyalty, and when they talk about loyalty, they create a list of things you have to follow of mine in order to be considered loyal. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm the older I get, I realize like you cannot have real loyalty without hardships, mm-hmm. because loyalty has to be tried and tested. Tested exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When no. you're going through the worst, even even through infidelity or cheating. You can make a poor decision or someone can make a poor decision, right? And that doesn't always show a disloyal act. A poor decision isn't a disloyal act. Disloyal acts are continuously making selfish decisions because you have something to gain and you're not thinking about your partner. Mm. You make a poor choice because I don't ever believe in mistakes. Mm -hmm. It's not mistakes unless someone... Trips and falls on your dick while right. you're sleeping. That's the, that's, that's the only <laughs> thing that's a mistake. Trip and fall on the dick. <laughs> that's that's the only way it could be a mistake. That's an accident. Right. That That's an accident. That's you accident. sleep. Yeah. Somebody accidentally <laughs> fell on my dick. Ain't nothing I can do about that. Sorry, babe. Right. But if you make a poor decision, it's how you respond to, to making that poor decision which shows loyalty. Mm-hmm. Right? So you make a poor decision. You realize, damn, I did that. I was selfish. Okay. It hurt my partner. Now that it hurt my partner... Loyalty can be because you asked if loyalty can be, can regained. be regained. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. It's like segue to. Can I show my partner that I'm loyal by doing anything or everything possible to get her trust back or his trust back? Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm and saying? And it's also to being receptive to the change that you see and not living in that moment because what go. tends to happen a lot of times if the trust is broken for example because we have a list of things here that mm-hmm. loyalty is trust open communication partnership mm-hmm. authenticity um, lasting companionship commitment to the relationship patience um, strong conflict resolution skills um, mutual support having each other's backs those are so many things that can go under the the loyalty umbrella but sometimes it's easier said than done if the loyalty is broken then you kind of have to convince yourself is this something that I want to work towards re um, kind of extending that olive, olive branch to the person and saying, is this loyalty something that we want to, I, I can regain or you can right. regain. And, and I think that the only thing I'll say about this list, it says loyalty is all of these things. Mm-hmm. You would have to add the caveat, all of these things through hardships and adversity. Mm. It's easy to be loyal to someone when everything is going good. Like, yeah. In a you know what I'm utopia saying? utopia environment. Yeah, of course. Everything is yeah. it's easy to be loyal to this, per- this person because you get everything you want from that person. Mm-hmm. But what about when that person isn't doing everything that you want them to do? Right. Are you still going to be loyal to this person? Because loyalty, you know, people say loyalty is not conditional. Mm-hmm. You're just loyal to... Why? Why would you be blindly loyal to somebody mm-hmm. without building the trust with someone and through those trusts there have to be hardships because if everything is perfect and the first time something doesn't go your way and you bail then you're not loyal mm-hmm. you understand what i'm saying I see it, it can't just be i'm going to be loyal as long as you follow all my rules because mm-hmm. that's slavery 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And, and and sometimes people right. and I, I saw a meme the other day mm-hmm. saying that people people these days want emotional slaves. You know, they, mm. they they want people to just adhere to all of their needs and wants and well, their that's emotions. Well, it's a me, me, I, I, yes. me kind of society that we're in now. Anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've already spoken about how no relationship can survive with the me, me, I mentality. I'm glad you brought that out. You want to know why? Why? Loyalty can only be gained through service. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, how do I How do I know if this person will be loyal to me? Through service, will they will they service me? How do I how do this person know if I'll be loyal to them? Through service, mm-hmm. right? It's all about service. I have to I do acts to show you that I'm a loyal person. Right. So those acts are almost like tests in a sense. Going back to saying that being tested for loyalty to test to see how someone will respond within a particular situation, or you think it's more just see that's a good question. I wouldn't say tests because. You shouldn't be with even whether it's your friends, your partners, your business. You don't want to walk around and say, I'm going to see how loyal they are. No, it's it's service. Does this person need anything? Well, when I say test, I, I more so mean like a situation may occur. A oh, hardship okay, may okay. occur. Yes. And then yes. how they respond to that in that moment then gives you a, a kind of like the, that marker. Yes. You know? Absolutely. So that, yeah. That's and for, so for example, we've had tests that come in our relationship in different ways. Different forms. Yeah. It's it not was, just, I think also two people think of loyalty and they think of like, Infidelity. infidelity all the time that's the it's first right. thing that comes to mind but there are also other ways to not be loyal to oh, someone there's several absolutely. several ways absolutely you know the, the the number one reason why people lose their partner and they, they think it's infidelity is not it's financial reasons mm. people become uncomfortable in their lifestyle because something changed and they can't live the way they want to live and they begin they begin to become disloyal mm-hmm. for example use us Right. I started to build something for us in Michigan at the time because I was working. You wasn't working. Right. We had no infidelity issues at mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. You decide I want to go back to Brooklyn and and live with my family because you're not in the NFL anymore. Mm-hmm. And now I have to work mm-hmm. and now I have to work in the mall. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. That had nothing to do with infidelity. What happens? It became a yeah. little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. A change happened, yep. and now you can make a decision. Well, you know what? The the run is over. You know, Deval ain't making this money no more. I'm gonna go do something else, mm-hmm. or go find somebody else. Right. That you was know, also a possibility that was a possibility. You could have done listen, that. Now. You know, what I'm saying you Girl was a baddie. Was in, I was you a baddie. Yeah. You still a baddie. Okay, you I'm about can... to say, don't, don't talk in the past tense now. <laughs> you still That's a baddie. Not talking in the past tense. You still, you still a right. baddie. I ain't put on my good wig for no reason. Yes, the good, the good sis the got good, the good the wig good on sis right got now. The good wig on. All right, I ain't but, cut uh, the lace, so I put the hat on. I was just pretending like this was a merch drop. But one is. day, one day, you gotta just take the hat off so they can see what the lace look like. So y'all can see what Listen, I see. Listen, y'all about to put me. <laughs> I'm gonna be a whole meme at that point, and y'all ain't about to have me do that because we we wear a bunch of memes right now. But you're not gonna catch me with a bad lace front, okay? <laughs> so the hat goes right. on. But yeah, but um, I could have. Yeah, you could have. And and people yeah. always think that sometimes when people split up, it, it's always because of sexual reasons. Right. Sometimes it's not. And I mean, I could I could have done the same thing. I could have said, you know, you, you want to go back to your family? Well, go. I'm mm-hmm. staying. Right. You know, but we chose each other. Right. And we chose each other through the hardships. And we continue to choose each other That's every day. Love is a choice you know? that you make every morning when you wake up. Yes. Right? As cliche as that sounds. Say it, it again really one more is. time. Love is a choice that you make every morning when you wake up. Do you know why that's important? Why? Because loyalty to me shouldn't be an obligation. It, it doesn't matter to me if you're... Like loyalty can can be performative, right? Mm-hmm. 
right? So you know you can gain something by being with me, mm-hmm. right? So I'm in the NFL. I'm making money. It's like, let me show my loyalty to the vibe because I can get the lifestyle that I want, right? Right. That's performative. Performative, yes. That's performative. Loyalty and can be performative. it can be... Exhausting. <laughs> Exhausting to keep up with, yes, but fake. It no? is fake, yeah. yeah. A lot of people have fake loyalty. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. My the, the reason why I like the, the term you brought up about choice is because for me as a person, I like the fact that you make a choice to be loyal as opposed to being obligated Absolutely. Yeah. to being loyal. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? No, it's the yeah. same thing for business partners mm-hmm. or, or friendships. It's like when you get to a point in your life where you can provide stuff for people, there's a lot of people that will show loyalty because they know they can gain, <laughs> can gain by being your friend. Yeah. I want someone, especially in my relationship, who chooses mm-hmm. to be loyal. And this is important to me when we talk about um, the patriarchy mm-hmm. and we talk about marriage. There was, a, there was a, a discussion going on about the game and him saying that he doesn't care how much money his girl makes. He's paying all the bills because that's what he feels like he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And I kind of agree with him. I agree with him because that's how I feel. I want to express, you know, my ability as a man to take care of you. I want to pay all the bills and do all this other stuff. I get it. He never said he didn't want his girl to work. Mm-hmm. And I want to point, I want to bring that up because you work and you make a lot of money, more than enough money to take care of yourself and all of the kids and live the lifestyle you want to live without me. Right. That makes me feel good because I know that you're making a choice to, to be, be here. here and not obligated. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Nobody hates, nobody likes a relationship that you feel obligated to be in. Facts. Because then it becomes a choice. And that can even just be with a friendship. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want somebody that you feel like, well, I think the reason why even just in a friendship, for example, when it comes to loyalty and, and maintaining friendships, my circle is so small because I have those friends that understand that we're mm-hmm. all, for the most part, working moms. Some of us have spouses. And we can talk mm-hmm. today and not talk for six months and pick mm-hmm. up right where we left off in six months and be like, hey, girl, how's everything going? Right. No hard feelings because we understand what it is. Um, also, too, having friends that in our darker times or in the times where we didn't have as much going on, we had a handful of people that we yes. could rely on, yes. a handful of people that would check on us, a handful of people that would just pop up and say, yo, what's up? I'm coming to check y'all. Yes. And then here we are, fast forward years later, and then you're starting to get phone calls from people that you haven't heard from in a decade. A decade. Because it's been about a decade from yeah. the NFL. Yeah. Then it was 2010 when I officially retired from the NFL. My last game I played was in 2008. Mm-hmm. Till now, 2019 is when we made the move to California. Mm-hmm. And now we, we got the crib. Yeah, it's when been you think almost about a decade. It, almost a decade or a little bit over because we were in the apartment for about 10 years. Jackson's yeah. 10. Yeah, Jackson's yeah, 10. There it goes. That's, that's, the that's, that's the marker. So then it's like, now we're here at this point in our lives and it's just like, man, I haven't heard from such and such a years, but people are popping up at the door or asking to. Right. And I'm just like, you know, th- those are things that when you think of loyalty in general, it's not, don't you can't be loyal when it's convenient that's a good, for that's you a good point, yeah. to be loyal. Because trust me, people take notes, you know? I like that one. Loyalty is not convenient. No. It's not convenient at all. You have to be loyal during the hardest times. And that's how you can prove if someone is loyal. Because, you know, also, that's the, the first word that's thrown out if someone is to step out mm-hmm. or cheat, right? Or they're disloyal. Mm-hmm. person made a, a, a poor decision. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's a man or a woman, they made a poor decision. So th- does that mean that you accept if someone constantly step out? No, because now that person is making a repetitive choice mm-hmm. to be selfish. That person is not loyal. 
If a person makes a poor decision, but then realizes their poor decision and is now working to build that trust back, that person can now work to build loyalty back. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm no, saying? No, I totally get because, that. Because it's not sports, right? People, the greatest basketball player of all time is Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And they say all the time, the reason why he's the greatest is because he's 6-0 in the finals. Right? Relationships don't work like that. <laughs> Relationship, you're not going to be perfect. Everybody is not going to be perfect. And, and I'm talking about poor decisions even with money. Mm-hmm. Because you hear a lot of people have gambling issues, poor spending habits. And when they make a poor decision, their partner, the first thing they throw out is like, you're not loyal because you didn't do what I wanted you to do. You can't do that to somebody. Mm-hmm. We're all people and we all have to make choices every single day. And you have to watch your partner and say, are they going to continue to choose themselves? Because loyalty also doesn't mean loyalty to somebody else, mm-hmm. like a third party. Mm-hmm. You and I are in this together. Are you loyal to me? Are you loyal to somebody else? Or are you loyal to yourself? Mm-hmm. Because loyalty to yourself when you're in a relationship. Well, then that's also, yeah, selfish. That's selfish. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? You can't always just choose yourself, especially in your, when you're in a relationship. So mm-hmm. when you're looking for someone who is, is loyal or trying to see if your partner is loyal, see if they're constantly choosing you. You know what I'm saying? Because like if that. we're life partners, we got to choose each other. Like, you know, I laugh because you mentioned sports for a second, mm-hmm. and I laughed about the story you told on the Breakfast Club. <laughs> Shout one? out to the Breakfast Club with me and Pam Oliver. Oh yes, you know, and That's I thought loyalty. that was a very loyal move. That's okay, loyalty. because I seen Homegirl on, on the on the field, and I was like, listen, we my my boo. <laughs> is on the field <laughs> that you told him he would never be on sis just he's wanted right, to let you know that he's, he's right, right there. there he's right there he's right there right that was a loyal move i feel like that was a very i had loyal, your back that was a very loyal you know move. i i appreciate i i hope you appreciate i do the appreciate that. i went out but we but we've had the we've <laughs> had those moment moments with each other forever i mean even because loyalty is just having your some like having your booze back you know what i mean like sometimes it's just simple as that 2007 I hadn't made the team every year I had to go make the team Mm -hmm. you moved to Michigan in 2007 right to stay with me Mm -hmm. not knowing whether or not I was going to be on the team or not yeah I really had no idea at that point what was happening but there was also the belief in you too which I think that also can be one of the cornerstones for loyalty is having a really deep belief in your spouse or your partner and really feeling like man I'm willing to invest in this person invest time invest energy and invest the love like i'm willing to do all that um because i know that this person is worth it you know what i mean so i got i got a big loyalty because we had to go through this with loyalty picking your partner over your family that's a big one one because k that is k at certain times had to uh I had to choose. You had to choose. I had to because choose. Because your mother was not my making mom it easy. Was not sa- my mother told me point blank, pretty much, like when I went to college and stuff like that, because I've said, grew up in a very strict mm-hmm. West Indian household. My parents had me under their thumb for mad long. So when I was going to college, I was like, it's lit. Like, I'm about to go. <laughs> I'm about to be going to parties. I'm about to be uh-huh. having, doing all the things, right? Um, and then I went to college and immediately mm-hmm. found a vow. And my mother pretty much. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I do thank the good Lord every day. Um, so my mom pretty much had told me when she knew that I met DeVal and I would kind of like, you know, told her mm-hmm. like I met this guy and blah, blah, blah. Zero interest. Like y'all Mimi had zero interest. She did not want to hear about anybody that I met. No, I'm not, not going to say she had zero interest. 
she hated me. <laughs> no, I'm just saying initially when I told her that oh, okay. I met somebody, okay. she just oh, so was the like, hate grew. she like glazed over it. She's just grew. like, so yeah, what did you say about your, you know, mass communication 101 class? Like, oh, and I you know, know how your mother can be. So she just well, completely deflected, def like the queen of deflecting, right? So she deflected. So <laughs> Deval was pretty much not trying to hear it at that point. My mother said to me, Kadeen, you can walk through the door with Jesus Christ. <laughs> It does not matter to me. Your not at this juncture in your life. She's going to help. A, a, a girl of your caliber <laughs> needs to be in school and you need to be focusing on your books and your grades and what is it that you want to do? And what is it you, which in, in turn, she was right. Like she did have her, her she did have a point. Sorry. Mimi had a point. Um, but also She too, did have a point. She was right. She was right. Now, the same way Pam Oliver was right. Yes. About saying I was too small. Too small. Exactly. Like if you're looking at what's in front of you, She's, she that right. would probably be the box that I checked too because when I met yes. him, you know, he was like a hundred and what? I was hundred and forty-eight pounds, pounds, soaking I was wet, five eight, with a big ass head. My cousin, I remember saying, "Devout looked like a lollipop." My head was not that big, bro. <laughs> For your body, it was though. He ain't know he know what's had these so. muscles. So I remember my cousin meeting him. She's like, "Man, that nigga look like a lollipop." <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Sophia. Um, but yeah, so my mom was just not trying to hear it in that moment. So there came a point. I want to say maybe two years into our relationship. That Javel was just not having it no more. Javel was like, I'm not going to allow your mother to just like ignore me or disrespect me mm -hmm. or anything. So, or he felt disrespected. Yeah, so at that point she... I was just like, I'm going to have to go with my man. Mom. I stopped going by, I stopped going. And it was like Javel a whole year and a half. I stopped going by the coming house. Coming to the house. So then I was conflicted because in that moment I had to decide, was I going to go and see my family and then spend time away from him? Mm -hmm. And then do I cut my family time short to then go chill with him and mm -hmm. i kind of felt caught in the middle at that point too but i just had to go with my heart at that time so i was like all right we're just gonna have to split this time i had to respect the way you felt mm -hmm. in that moment too because at first i was just like you know you just don't, you don't understand my mom that's just how she is and deval was not trying to hear that and no. i couldn't expect him to understand no. or to tolerate it no. so yeah no. I, I, my loyalty was definitely tested at that moment. Like, ah, which way was I going to go? But and also, then, that tested my loyalty. If I was willing to, to deal with it. Absolutely. You know, you, you could have dipped your, and been like, yo, this girl's mother is difficult. Is this what I want to deal with for the rest of my life? Potentially. Wilding. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was an interesting time in life. So I, a lot I, of moments. I agree, like, man. Like, like loyalty, testing, testing someone's loyalty comes in so many different facets in a relationship. Um, it's important to feel chosen makes you feel good mm -hmm. you know as a person yes. when you know that person which you was rocking with you and choosing um, to be there yeah because you chose you chose me when i was skinny you chose me when i was broke you chose me when i was making poor selfish decisions and it feels good to be chosen and it, it makes you feel like I have to do the same things. Mm -hmm. You know what it I'm saying? It definitely can be motivating. I, it's motivating to it's be like, I, yeah. and that's why a lot of people don't, they, they don't understand like why, some men don't understand like, why would you go so hard for a woman? You know what I'm saying? Why mm -hmm. does it, because you know, I make these posts about how much I adore you and how proud I am of the things you've been able to accomplish. And over time, you have chosen me so many times. I want to celebrate the fact that I feel chosen. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Even even when it came to to choosing me for children, mm -hmm. right? After having oh, Jackson that's a major, major and the issue, life choice, yeah, major life choice. Having the decision to have Jackson, then everything, the traumas you went through with having Jackson and have to have surgery and almost have a blood transfusion, to then choose to say, you know what, let's go again and have another child because mm -hmm. you believe in this partnership and the legacy. Mm -hmm. It's like, dang, once again, she chose 
something that I wanted and needed. You know what I'm saying? I just realized when you said that in this moment, and this is a little bit off topic, but I just realized that's probably why in the moment I didn't realize I was traumatized from my experience with Jackson. I always wonder why we took that long break in between Jackson and We took and five years. Five years. And I think I might have just been like dealing with some trauma from that moment that I was almost you apprehensive. Think, you think? There yeah. was no thinking for me. I, I At that point... I really just, it just hit me. Like, that's probably why I waited so long in between. In the hospital, right? Um, and I, we've told this story on mm-hmm. the podcast. In the hospital, when I blacked out, I had no... I, when I remember coming to and them saying that Kadeen will be out of surgery you know, in about an hour, I remember saying to myself, I hope my son is okay. You know what I'm saying? If my wife makes it out of this, I'm never having children again. Mm. Like that was my, that was my, like my mindset. mindset my, my, pro- I was processing that if we get sca- escape this unscathed, I'm good with one child. I'm good with being here. So for me, every time the thought of having children again, it was like, do we go through this process, mm-hmm. possibly having this process right. again? Right. And even once again, trying to be loyal, choosing you. I wanted more kids, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to choose to put your life at risk just because I want more kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that, once again, is loyalty to your partner. You see in, in some relationships, oh, you don't want more kids, I'm out because I want more kids. Yeah. It's like, wow, that was a very conditional move you know what i'm saying not being able to communicate and just right. make, and a, make a collective a, decision make a good decision for both of you that mm-hmm. i'm out if you don't want to have more kids it's like mm-hmm. there's so many decisions that happen within the course of a relationship that requires someone to be selfless mm-hmm. that i think people don't realize um especially single people you know if, you, if you're watching social media or listening to what people say when single people have an opinion about how married people move it's Th- that'd be the best for me <laughs> That'd be the best for me. I love y'all, my single folks, but y'all be having a whole lot to say sometimes. I do too about married people situations. I, I love, I love my single people. I love my single friends, mm-hmm. but even my single friends when they try to give me advice, right, about how I should move. It's a totally even, different lens that you're looking through. Even my single female friends, mm-hmm. when they're like, "Oh well, you know, Kadeem may be feeling this, or maybe you should try this." Sometimes I'd be like, "Yo, with all due respect, <laughs> you can't possibly understand what." what it feels like to want to be of service to somebody because either you you've tried and failed mm-hmm. you've chosen not to right you know or, you no or you have no desire or you have no desire right or you have no desire to be yeah. in, in either case then you can understand the feeling i have mm-hmm. not that you're wrong mm-hmm. but you can't understand the feeling i have to want to work to be with this person mm-hmm. so to hear all of the opinions and to hear all the stuff of of people who are not even actively trying to be in relationships about how married people should be sound crazy to me. Right. Because it, it also takes a, a delusional person. <laughs> it really does. If you think about it, it takes a delusional person to be married. Right? Think about this. To believe that this person, like you have a blind trust in someone mm. that at any point can so decide. Every married person you feel like has an element of delusion in them. We all crazy. <laughs> we all crazy. We all, cra- we all crazy. Because we all walk around here trying to figure it out. Oh, <laughs> all married people. Figure it out. That's what um, uh, Delana said yesterday. Yes. She said, we are we all guessing. here guessing. guessing. We have no Pretending clue. Pretending like we got shit figured the fuck out. And, and we, we don't. don't. We don't. And we're right. all crazy. To, right. to think that, <laughs> just, just to think that you are going to choose me all the time, right. every single time, the way I want it done. And the minute you don't, I get upset. It's fucking delusional. Mm-hmm. It's delusional. And and to be honest, I'm delusional. Yes. Because I'll be like, indeed, I'll be like, K going to do it the way I want to do it. And then when you, you don't, I'm delusional every day. 
I think you are delusional because in you want the universe. Because you on your side think that I'm going to make all my decisions based on you every right. single time. Right. That's delusional. Right. You know and what I'm saying? And it's false. And, and, and it's the thing not is, possible. I'm willing to admit that married people are crazy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm not trying to listen to a single person mm-hmm. tell me what loyalty looks like. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's really what it is. A lot of, a lot of single people have comments about this. I, this is why I can't get married because of loyalty. You're not even trying. Mm-hmm. You, you got to kind of be, I mean, to be honest, you have to be a little delusional to believe in God. It's blind faith, right? It's a fact. It's blind faith. And yet we do. And we and yet we do, mm-hmm. right? And yet we do. So I believe, mm. I believe in loyalty. I believe in loyalty. It's blind. It's blinding and it's hard. It's hard. Even a relationship Tough. with God is hard. Tough. Yes. You know? Yes, because there's the tests. There's blind faith, like you said. There's getting through. What were getting we, by. What were we watching? And the young lady said, um, oh, it was Jamie Foxx show on Netflix. Uh-huh. Don't embarrass. Dad, don't, don't Dad embarrass don't embarrass me. me. Yes. Uh-huh. And I think it was the first, the second episode was about church. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to go to church anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the reason why she didn't want to go to church anymore was because her mom made her go to church. Mm-hmm. And when her mom got sick, she prayed to God to save her mom. Mm-hmm. And when her mom died, she said, I did all that praying and it didn't work. Why should I believe in a God that will let my mom die? Right. Right. Once again, conditional. Your loyalty to God or the God that you pray to is only conditional based on you getting everything you want every single time. In that moment. You see what I'm saying? Yes. That doesn't mean that God doesn't exist. That's a fact. That just means that your loyalty to him or to anybody else Mm -hmm. is fake. Mm -hmm. Because you're only going to be loyal when you get what you want. Right. Or it's just not wholehearted. may not be fake, but it's just not wholehearted conditional 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 shout out to jamie fox sidebar i know the homie five ways to choose your partner every day celebrate the wins hold on through the lows remember step in instead of stepping Stepping out out. yes remember your manners Mm -hmm. which are sometimes real hard because very hard Sometimes. Because two delusional people they <laughs> delu- thinking they write all the time. All the time. Manners be out Ain't the window. Ain't nothing about no manners. Right? Manners what? Um, share the wins and respect. R-E-S-P-C-T. Respect and, and remember your manners is like the same. And share the wins and celebrate the wins is kind of the same. Mm-hmm. So this could be three things to choose your partner every day. Well, I mean, it I guess. That's, but the, the most important one though is what? Hold on through the lows. Absolutely. It's Hold easy to, to celebrate yeah. the wins, right? but you can celebrate wins with people you don't even like. That's a fact. You don't got to share the wins, but I'm you can celebrate. I'm not doing that shit it. no more, though. I'm not celebrating nothing with people I don't like. I know that's been that's been hitting you lately. You've yes. been you've been seeming very upset about that. No, I'm not upset, but I'm just being mindful of my space and my energy. I like, got you. That's just what you. it is, you know. And respect. That's um, it. Holding on through the lows and respect. I love that. Yeah, because Kadina and I have had some moments where we've disrespected each other mm-hmm. when when stuff got low. Mm-hmm. Said some wild stuff to each other. Wow shit, y'all. Some wild shit. Wow. Wow shit. But, you know. We here. We here. Because I want to be. another day. Because I want to be. That's a fact. Yes. That is a fact. And you also know that if you have attempted to do anything else, I will punch you down and find you. She's crazy. So, yeah. Delusional, guys. There Delusional. Well, I guess it's about time we take a quick break. And we'll pay some bills. Yes. And then we'll come back to listener letters and see what y'all have to talk about. Bang, today. bang. Dead ass.
Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. There's power in every purchase, because every time we buy a Black-led brand, we make room for another Black-led brand. And y'all know, I love my lip bar products. That's just one, to name a few. There is a whole collection of Black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show Black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. All right, we back, guys, to Kadeen's favorite part of the show. Listener letters. Let's see what y'all got for me today. Yeah. I'll go. Okay, go ahead. All right. First, I want to say that I am a huge fan, starting from you guys' feature on Black Love. Yay, we love Black Love. Thank you so much. Um, From then, I've been keeping up with you guys, and I love the podcast. Me and my husband have been together since teenagers, 16 years together, five married, three children, 13, 6, and 2. We're both 34 years old, and throughout the years, we have been... 
there has us. been infidelity on both sides. I cheated in the marriage also because of the insecurity I have from felt from his, I guess from his infidelity. infidelity. Okay. So she cheated because he did. Mm. Um, when he gets caught, he lies about it. No matter the evidence, he will deny, 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 but claims he wants his family. Just recently, I decided marriage counseling was my last straw. And within the counseling, he opened up to me that he was molested by a woman who babysat him and his brother when he was a child. And the cheating is his way for him to feel in control. I love him. I really do. And I want to be there for him in this time. But part of me feels like with therapy, he can get through the situation and be the faithful, loving husband I need. But on the other side, I feel like even with therapy, will the cheating ever stop? This is tough, but I've been so hurt and so broken by the infidelity. I really can't take another hit. On the flip side, I do want to be supportive and fight for my marriage. What's a girl to do? The first thing I want to say is... um. I, I'm I'm glad she talked about the story because people think that molestation only happens on one side, mm-hmm. but many young men deal with molestation as well. Oh yes, and um, it it can be an issue as that person becomes an adult mm-hmm. if they don't deal right. with it. Manifests itself, I think, differently yes, differently for different people. Yeah, um, and I I can't speak too much on it because that's not something I've right, experienced. However, I do know that right. in just speaking to people or just hearing yeah. about stories that it, it can manifest itself in different ways. And I have heard people say, men and women say, when they've been molested at some point, they do feel like they want to take control of their sexuality, so they become more mm-hmm. sexual. I've heard that being mm-hmm. one of the ways it manifests itself, not the only way. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you guys are in therapy mm-hmm. and working on it, hopefully therapy yeah. can help him deal with his past trauma. And if he can deal with it, yeah. then he can be the I husband that you hope. want him to be. So I, I do think there's hope. Yeah, um, I definitely I hope. think there's hope. I do understand you though, also feeling like you don't want to take another hit. Right. But I think that since this has surfaced and before he used to just deny, 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 yeah. now that you guys are in counseling and we're getting kind of to the root of why he's doing it, there's a possibility that there may be a breakthrough. And if he deals with that, there may be... Uh, a brighter side for them. And ultimately, it's just whether you want to or not. Mm-hmm. No one else can give you advice or say to you whether you should be with your husband or not. If it's not a detriment to you physically, mentally, yeah. or your health, if it's something you can work on together and you want to be there, work on it. Don't ever let somebody else say to you, you should just walk away. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? No, for so, sure. So I think this is a choice that you have to make personally. It seems like you guys are pulling out all the stops to figure out a way to help him. Yeah, definitely fighting for the marriage too, yeah. So I say, yeah, definitely be there as a support system to him, Mm -hmm. you know, as you two work on this together because it seems that you've had a really great history together. You have three children invested, both still young, only 34 years old. Um, So good luck to you guys on that. Yes. I am a 26-year-old male and my relationship definitely reminds me of both of you. Literally almost everything y'all talk about I feel like I can relate to in some way. And when I started to listen from the first season till now, just a few months ago, has definitely been a source of therapy for me personally. Oh, I love to hear that. That's what's up. That's what we do. That's why we do it. This is our testimony. (laughs) So my fiance and I have been together since we were 16 and 15. We're 26 and 25. And we're going to be married at the end of the summer. Growing up from teens to young adults, going through high school and college, and now adulting, it has been a full roller coaster as expected in any relationship, and we're just scratching the surface by entering marriage. Throughout the 11 years of being together, there has been breakups to makeups and so forth and transgressions, mainly on my end, but we're still here, and we were supposed to get married last year, but COVID delayed that, and we ended up getting a home together and moved in together, which we will be six months, which will be in six months before the wedding. And by this happening... <clears throat> 
It has really opened up the door to us digging deeper in our connection and addressing issues like sex and trust and hurt and understanding one another and communication. We started to do couples therapy and also marriage counseling because the wedding is soon. What I need help with is with now is still feel when I, what I need a little help with now is I still feel like something is in the way or blocking us. Or I don't know if it's just me. So reaching another level in our relationship. I don't know what that is. I don't know if I should be concerned or just go with the flow. We're both on the same page now and we both know we can never be ready to be married. So I don't think it's the cold feet starting to kick in. It's just something that I feel like is missing that could take us to the next level, especially listening and learning from you two. What is your advice and opinion on this? Hmm. What you got? So him feeling that something is missing. Remember we had moments, I feel like in our relationships, kind of, I guess kind of like we can relate because we met when we were around 18, 19, and then mm-hmm. here we are now. So they've been 10 years into their relationship. Remember we had moments where we felt like, man, things are kind of coasting and doing too well. Like what's mm-hmm. going to happen to just yeah. like take us to the next level? And for me, being kind of the pessimist, pessimist that I was would always be like, damn, something bad Something's is gonna probably going to happen that will then test us, Human you know, mm-hmm. and take us to either the next level or it'll just break us up or something. Um, so I can kind of understand what he means when he says that he feels like there's something but I also feel like too being together for 10 years you get into this groove sometimes and it can tend to be a little monotonous at monotonous at Mm -hmm. times where you feel like damn like everything is just kind of coasting when is something gonna happen um but they did have a lot that happened too you figure in the 11 years that they've been together um they have the house now you know, with COVID, the wedding got delayed. And then people, I think, sometimes expect for there to be a grand something to happen after the wedding, too. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily happen because life no. kind of just moves on. You have the party for the day and then the next thing. So I don't know if you guys are hoping to have children. Maybe children will be the next thing nope. on their list. Nope. I, you don't I know think what it so? Is. I know exactly what it is. Do you is. know what it is? Okay, They've maybe from together. a man's perspective, you can speak They've on it. They've been together since they were 15 and 16, right? Mm-hmm. They've been together 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know what they haven't worked on? Mm-hmm. themselves being themselves uh, purpose everything they've done in in their adolescent mm-hmm. to now young adult lives has been for each other and together neither one of them have focused on their purpose as individuals mm-hmm. and i know this because we went through this and i tell anybody who starts being in a relationship from young you cannot be complete in a relationship if you don't know who you are mm, or what you're doing some of the poor choices i made in our relationship stem from the fact that when I was young, I was always trying to do everything for you and to please you. Right. Or to society's standards right, of, of what, what should, should be. have been happening at that point in our life, at that juncture. And it wasn't until I idea. made choices for myself and mm-hmm. decisions for myself that it made me make decisions. Say, you know what? I, I want to be here mm-hmm. because here is where I thrive or here is where I feel better. But when you're not taking time to do it for yourself you can't really figure out if here is where you want to be well that's true because you You figure if you have something say an individual goal that you're trying to attain Mm -hmm. or something that you want to do for yourself just because you feel like that's your purpose Mm -hmm. to do in that process or in that victory that is something then that you together you can celebrate and reap the benefits of exactly right so that's a really good point about yeah because listen think about it what, two years ago, now you're 37 now. Two years ago, you were 35, mm-hmm. right? Which is still 10 years older than them. Mm-hmm. You and I were sitting down and you were sobbing because you were like, I don't know what my purpose is. That's a fact. And that's 35. 35. 25. Okay. You telling me they know? Right. 
They don't know. And it wasn't until right. you and I sat down and and we've you sat down with our, our business manager, Denora, and Denora was like, yo, what's going on? Like sometimes Kay seems in, sometimes she seems out. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't think she knows exactly what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. And you took some time to by yourself, not without me guiding you because right. I tend to do that. Right. I tend to feel like, you and know, I tend to lean on like you for advice. Right. So it really took soul searching on myself, own. On your own. you know what I mean? Praying on certain things and, and fasting about certain things and just really just saying, okay, and being this honest, this is what I, yeah. And saying devout, yeah. I thought I wanted to do this because part of our relationship was me ex- being expected to do this mm-hmm. as your wife. Mm-hmm. And you was like, I just don't want to do that. Or some of these were dreams that I had when I was like younger, pre-marriage, pre-kids, pre-everything. And right. I'm just like, I thought that's where my interest lies. And, and it's, it's just not lying there no more, no. you know? So yes. Uh, young man because you're 25 and 26 and i I think the same should be for your fiance as well you know taking some time for both of you you know your mom told us early in on my mom was married she was 21 and she said y'all need to take some time to learn yourselves learn yourselves can't learn learn yourselves all right you don't know who you are y'all all into each other playing house so young y'all need to stop stop she said that pretty much just like that stop you know, that's how my mom's be looking when she talks to me. She's serious. That's okay? <laughs> like this. Stop. And at the time, I was in twenties, and I'm thinking yeah. I know everything. Oh, I you say know this all the time. Twenties, right? Fifteen to twenty, you think you know everything. Twenty to twenty-five, you know you know everything. Twenty-five to thirty, you start to realize like, ah, shit, I ain't know nothing that nothing. whole time. Then in your thirties, you fixing all of the mistakes you made from fifteen. To 30 so yep. take some time to know yourself yep. i'm 37 now i've seen a lot of people too saying they're not getting married in their 20s now like a lot of uh millennial gen zers are they gen z's after us yes gen Z's yeah after a lot us. of them saying like man i don't know if based on what they've well been let's hearing, be honest are we going to get married in our 20s if you now? could do it all over again would you mm-hmm. get married in your 20s um no no, no. or i would have maybe taken some time to just build on my own i always wanted to have my own place my own apartment somewhere so what's the answer do my own thing so no i probably wouldn't have gotten married i wouldn't have got married in my 20s i probably would have and also too, knowing what i know now and also too if a different perspective i looked at as a woman was like damn in my 20s if i if i want to be married and have children like the clock's gonna tick and then you realize like mm, the clock's not really ticking yeah, if you like take, that if you take care of your body and take do care of your body do what you're supposed to do and you know you'll be all right having children in your 30s so i wouldn't I have wouldn't gotten have. married in my 20s i would have took time to focus on myself, saved us a lot of heartbreak and anger toward and frustration towards each other. Now, mm-hmm. I will say this. What we have now is special because we've been through all of that in our 20s. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for so sure. So would I change? I also kind of feel like we're a bit of an anomaly sometimes. Too. I agree. Yeah. I agree. You can't, you can't show me the exception and make it the rule. Mm-hmm. So would I change what happened with us? No. Yeah, I'd never not. change it. But I have boys. Hopefully one day mm-hmm. I have a daughter. And if they ask me what they should do, I'm not going to say, yeah, meet your wife or your your, yeah, your, your husband at 18, nope. stick it out. I'm not going to do that. So nope. a not, young man, I think you should it. focus on learning about yourself. Let your your young lady focus on learning about herself and come together a complete, a complete individual so y'all can choose 
to enjoy life together because I think that's what we do now. And some days I still wake up like, damn, something's missing. But I know it's because I'm not doing fully what I want to do yet. Mm-hmm. So that feeling of, of emptiness doesn't come from my lack in my marriage. Right. It comes from me not fulfilling my purpose of what that I want to do. That is true yet, because so. Val sometimes wakes up some mornings and, you know, he kind of seems a little down and, and a little funk. I and I automatically think it's because of me. Like naturally I'm like, oh my God. Always. Well, what did I do? What did I not do? That's what like, she asks. What is it? I'm literally, I'm like, is everything okay? And he'll be just like, nah, I just, I just want to act so bad. I want to mm-hmm. be on these films. I want to be making blockbuster films. Like that's what I want to do. And I'm like, okay. So he's just having a moment where within mm-hmm. the context of his purpose and where he wants to be in life, mm-hmm. he feels like he's not there yet, but there's that burning desire. To and be not there. for nothing. Money can't change that because Kadeen used to wake up. When, may, we, may, I was making a ton of money playing football. Kadeen used to make up and I'm just like, what's wrong with you? Same thing. She Same like, thing. She's like, I'm just here. I at felt home. like a whole ass bump on the log. This. I was I just like, I'm like, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that you are able yeah. to afford us a lifestyle where we don't have the pressures, mm-hmm. but I feel like I'm just wasting away. <laughs> like I, I need to be doing something. And at know? the time I was, my ego was like, damn, there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's so ungrateful. Like, do I not make enough money that she's not happy? It had nothing to do with money. And we make more money now than we made when I was playing football. And Kay still some, makes up some mornings and she's just like, oh. Right. And but now I don't look at her and be like, what am I not doing? I was right. like, you all right, baby, you need time to figure out what you need to go figure that out. Yeah. And we give each other space to do that. Yeah. Space and grace. Yes. All right. Now, well, if you want to be featured as one of our listener letters, be sure to email us at deadassadvice at gmail dot com. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at Gmail dot com. Now time for the MOT. You know what the MOT is? I just made an acronym. <laughs> Mott. <laughs> that just came to me when I looked at it. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> M-O-T. Something is wrong with her, y'all. The Mott. Mott. Moment of truth. That was just like palm you came up with. Palm? Pull out method. <laughs> your, your contraceptive. Palm exactly. <laughs> and the, uh, uh, what was it for the other one? Uh, S- SDB. Snip them balls. I love a good I acronym. I she was going to get back there. I, I love there. a good acronym. <laughs> Anywho, all right. Moment of truth. Time. A moment of truth. Loyalty <laughs> is earned, not expected. Mm-hmm. It's not conditional. Mm-hmm. And in order to prove real loyalty, it has to be tested with adversity. You took all of the moments of truth, Deval. <laughs> <laughs> you took all of the truths. I'm just full of knowledge. You took all of the mods. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> that sums it up y'all loyalty 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 <laughs> boom boom all right y'all so be sure to find us on social media uh follow us at dead ass the podcast who are you kadeen i am and who are you i am deval and if you're no listening shit. on apple Podcasts, <laughs> be sure to rate review and subscribe and tell a friend tell an auntie tell your uncles dead ass Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. 
Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. You know that I feel like it's important to express yourself. You got to put your true self out there. And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do that. That's right. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know it doesn't get any more comfortable than the Croc clogs and sandals. They are just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit Crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.